PSG have numbers going forward. This is so interesting to me because... Oh, I know what this one is. Okay, because Messi is fuming about this. See, I don't... And if he's at Barcelona, I don't this know. is a goal. We can argue about this Okay. One. We can argue All about right, this let's, let's argue. Look at where Messi is, right? This. How many goals has he scored in this position? All Verratti has to do is lay it onto his left foot, and it's a goal. Yeah. It's a goal. Messi's wrapping his foot around it, and it's in the back of the net. And look at what Verratti does. Man, you can't. And Messi's no, just. I, I look, get, I get, Messi's I get, furious. I get, I get he's human. In that he's instance, furious. in that instance, Messi is the right answer, and Verratti knows it. But also, that ball over to the other guy isn't bad. If he heads that across, it's, someone else running on finishes it. Yeah, but like in that situation, and in that, and who, Verratti, who has the momentum going? Verratti as well is arguably. I mean, if you're going to consider the top three players on that team, who's your fourth best player on the team? Verratti. There's no question ball. about that. But yeah, Messi's yeah. on a whole different level, and like, and like. That, Okay, again, I'm only saying, like, the understanding is not there. Like, if he's at Barcelona, every player knows that ball goes into Messi's feet because it's going to be a goal, right? But Verratti just doesn't see it. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Like, he sees the best pass that he thought was available, and he plays that pass. Mm -hmm. But, like, if he's at Barca in prime Barca days... Yeah, prime Barca days. That's a goal. That's a goal. Footy Pod 29. We're back. We're back again. Sorry, guys. It's been a while for all of our 15 listeners. Hey, 15 now. 16 tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, guys, it's it's been a busy time. It's been a busy time. I've had lots of training sessions, and uh, we just haven't had time to get a podcast in. But um, we're going to hit episode 29 with another Champions League review. This time, it's a round of 16, leg two of two. We made some predictions on the last podcast that uh, didn't turn out to be so accurate. Nah. You know, we did our best, but uh, hey, what are you going to do? I mean, uh, one of them, I, one of them fo- I, football is football. Yeah, I mean, one of them, I, I, knew, I knew Atletico was going through, but my heart wouldn't let me pick Atletico. So. Well, listen, that's the reason I'm wearing this jersey. So, guys, please understand that I'm not wearing this for me. By no means do I support what is happening at this club. But my guy, he needs the love from his friends. Appreciate and, it, man. And I'm, I'm here for you. Just understand, just understand that whatever happens with your club, I got your back. You know who else needs something? Who? McGuire. You know what he needs? Some coaching. Hey, listen. You're the one that defended him on the last podcast. I defended the captainship, not his play. What? What is that? How? Like, if he's a captain, he needs to play well. He's got the biggest head on the pitch, man. We'll talk about Man United <laughs> later, guys. But we're going to start with Bayern versus Salzburg. Um, this was a route. This was a route. Well, also, we, pre- we predicted Bayern, right? We did. Yeah, yeah. So. We did. Not like route, but we predicted that. we we knew that they were going to take care of business, but we did not understand the gravity at which they were going to take care of business. Yeah, because that is exactly what they did. <laughs> also, if you're wondering why you couldn't find episode 28 on YouTube, it's because YouTube got mad at us for showing um, Champions League highlights without their permission. So that's something that we should have been aware of. It's a little, and, uh, na- it's a little naive on us, but you know, a little, little naive on our part. <laughs> Actually, I knew that was going to happen, but I was going to try to get away with it anyways. I figured, you know, we got 15 listeners. It's not a big deal. They're not going to catch us. But uh, I was wrong. 
those those YouTube bots are strong. They know what they're doing. Regardless of the views. <laughs> they know what they're doing. So we might still post that just so you can see our faces. But um, this episode, you're only going to see our faces. So I hope you like them. Let's get started. Let's do it. Let's do Byron it. Byron versus Salzburg. So first leg was 1-1. Yeah. 1-1. Going to the Allianz Arena. Yeah, 1-1. second leg. Salzburg definitely had some chances that I'm sure they're ruined now. Not like it would have mattered, but, you know, could have changed some things. Let's fast forward. Yeah, let's get to these ads. Oh, I guess they won't let us. Sorry, we'll edit this part out. No one needs Auto Trader these days. Almost three weeks ago. Really, we only need to watch the first half because it was done at that point oh yeah yeah no no yeah yeah mr robert lewandowski best center forward in the world yeah he's not even close business you think he's staying there next season where's he gonna go where else would he go it's byron man like yeah i mean he was he was trying to shop his options this past summer and they wouldn't let him leave or in that transfer window yeah I don't know. I mean, I if uh, he's, he's he's built for Bayern, yeah. they're and they're starting to rebuild too. Where you know they have yeah. Leroy Sané, they have they still have Kimmich, who's a focal point of that team. Gnabry, still young Gnabry, of course. Davies coming back, right? They could still. I mean, they're Bayern, man. Lewandowski had a great game. Oh, I didn't watch this. I thought it was already going to be a goal. <laughs> I mean, you'll see like. The two penalties he gets, he yeah. turns his man, like, brilliantly, oh, okay. yeah. brilliantly, and just draws the penalty, like, nothing the defender could do about it, but the way he just uses his body to roll the center back, like, Good save. is clinical. Yeah. I didn't check the lineup. Was Aronson? Oh, and right? they have Musiala as well, like, he's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. an important player coming up. See, that could have been 1-0 right there. Yeah. Things could have been different, but it's Byron we're talking about. And Neuer's back too, healthy. Good to see. Manu. Those Salzburg jerseys are nice. They're pretty basic. All right, fast forward. There's our boy Aronson. So Loa gets a hat trick. Here's the first of his goals. Rolls the defender. What a first touch. How are you complaining about that? That's 100% You can't complain about that. That's clearly a foul in the box. I mean, look. (laughs) They don't even know what they're complaining about. (laughs) Look at this touch, man. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. You could tell he was a little bit fortunate with the touch, but it was exactly what he wanted to do, (sighs) right? Yeah, I think I get why they were complaining because all they saw was the ball move. Yeah. But I guess they didn't see him clean go through him. Yeah. Lewandowski from the spot. There's no one cooler in the world. Oh, man. He just buries it. Deep breath. Sidestep. Little hop. Never in doubt. But watch the way he takes this second penalty, man. I've never seen anyone take a penalty like this, and I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm ready. It's a combination of, like, two different, two or three different techniques. Okay. And... He didn't really, like, put that all the way in the corner, this first one, but just the way he takes it, like, he sends the keeper the wrong way, you know. It's well taken. Mm -hmm. But this second one, there's going to be a lot of people copying this this technique right here. I've already told Skyler on the, for those that don't know, I play on a little semi-pro team with some of my roommates. It's all fun. 
And so I already told him that I'm on penalties this year. Jorginho on every single one. <laughs> he said he said they're mine until I miss. <laughs> if you guys want to see Evan's Jorginho penalty technique, just follow us on Instagram. You'll see a Tecker Tuesday posted of it sometime soon. Dude, I mean, if you if the keeper moves, it's, it's I mean it's dangerous. Salzburg, another chance. Greg Zerloin. Oh, did he touch that? Decent chance, too, man. Decent chance. We got a little save on that, Just didn't get, he? Oof. Yeah, you got a save. It's not bad effort at all. Just get your body around it. It's going back corner. Yeah. Turns him again. Same exact thing. Same exact thing. Same, same exact defender. Oh, my gosh. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Like, he's just the most complete center forward in the world. He can do everything. They're literally just putting the ball at his feet and like, hey, do what you do. He can do everything. Yeah. But watch how he takes this. Little sidestep. Skip. Or stop and then skip. You saw that, right? I like that. Watch it up close. I like that. I like that. He goes with a hard stop with the right and then skips with the left before he takes it. Okay, okay. You ever taken two penalties in a game? Not, no. Never? Not in it. Well, I mean, in a game and then in a penalty shootout, but not within okay, a 90 okay. minutes. You see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, because he doesn't actually completely stop because you can't. He, stop. like, falls forward with it. Yeah, yeah, That's I got you. That's nice, man. So instead of the hop, he, like, falls after the step and makes it a hop. And yeah, just nice. like. And just like the experience to be able to. He's not to even looking at the ball. Not even looking at the ball. He's looking the at the time. spot that he wants. Just the experience to be able to execute two completely different penalty techniques yeah, yeah. in the same game mm. within 10 minutes. That's what I'm saying. That's class. That's the reason I asked you because that's a tough one. That's class. That's a tough one. So it's 2 0 at this point. I mean, yeah, let's get this. 3 1 aggregate. The game just runs away from here. I mean, yeah. I think this next highlight is him scoring again. So we'll go ahead and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, because I was asking, because I've done that. I've done it twice when I was in club. Just straight counter attack. Great ball in by Muller. Lewandowski gets to the ball oh, first. So fortunate. fortunate bounce off the post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hat trick in the first 23 minutes. Yeah. Best center forward in the world. For real. No, still, still. There's a there's a lot of pressure going in to take a second penalty in a game. Yep. So this game ended seven one. We did predict, or I predicted, Byron would go through. What was your call? I predicted Byron as well, and I think we both said that they were going to score a good amount of goals. Yeah, because we, I mean, you just Salzburg think had their chance in the first leg. If they would have, if they would have won that first game, I think it would have been a different story in this second leg. It's still, I think Bayern still would have advanced. Oh, like, for sure. Being for at sure. home. I get what you're saying. It would have been a little closer game. But it would have been a closer yeah, game yeah, because yeah, yeah, Salzburg yeah. did have a few chances in the first 20 minutes here. But They did. I mean. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is like when you're playing teams like this at the Champions League level, it's like you can't let them stay in there. You have to, yeah, you yeah. Have to take advantage. Mm -hmm. You have I mean, to take advantage. They scored the first goal in the first game and they got there. And then Nabry scores here. And it's over. There we go, man. 
See, I'm trying to get my Gnabry Four going. 4-0 nil at 30 minutes. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But yeah, Bayern, Bayern all the way through. That's it. That's it. Okay, mm-hmm. Liverpool, Inter Milan. So this one was interesting yeah. because I had said Liverpool played poorly in the first leg. Yeah. They played very poor. But champions do what champions do. Yeah. And they got the result. They ended up winning 2-0 when it wasn't their best performance. Yeah. And Inter brought their best. They brought their best in that first leg at home. And I thought, listen, them going back to Anfield, Inter have no chance. Yeah. yeah. Liverpool are going to finish it off. You know, tie is over. Mm-hmm. But, boy, was I wrong. And oh I was wrong about pretty much all of these. Oh so <laughs> Was Alexi Sanchez going to? Let's go ahead and watch. Do his best Granite Shock impression. Tell I you mean, what. Inter, Inter yet again, like, put in a shift. They did what they had to do. They they came out. They put Liverpool under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and they just got on top of them, you know. And yeah. Liverpool were struggling. And so this, you know, this performance makes me question, are Liverpool actually the favorites? We had said in the last episode Well, I think it's Man City. I think, yeah, right. We said in the last episode, though, that Liverpool were still the favorites, yeah, right? Even sure. though they didn't perform too well. Like, the yeah. fact that they still got the result against a pretty good team away from home, um, that they were still going to be the favorites to win the whole thing. But yeah. coming back home and really not performing well again, I don't know so much. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I Alexis think, Sanchez did get the start in this game. I think the main they go thing, with the three-five-two. I think the main thing that's going to change Liverpool for me now is the I think it's that signing of Luis Diaz, man. Yeah, he's because I think they now finally have someone maker. they can bring off the bench in that attacking position that can actually bring something to the table. Because before, maker. yeah, because before it was just nothing against Origi, but before it was like Origi's coming off the bench, some other ones coming off the bench. Now yeah. you're bringing. Someone who literally could be in that starting three with him as well. Ooh. But hopefully, well, for Liverpool fans, hopefully they don't lose Salah or Mane to where he... Oh, my goodness. Not that him becoming a, a regular in the first 11 would be a bad thing, but for them to be, like, a consistent, like, Champions League contender, Premier League, you know, winner. Yeah. They need that depth to where, like, they should be able to rotate their squad. And if you're relying on him to start every game and then you have to find someone else to come and produce off the bench, I mean, that's tough. They, I mean, just, they just don't really have yeah. the depth of, like, most top, yeah. top teams. And that's you know? kind of what I was getting at. Because, like, I mean, if they lose Salah, it's literally you put Diaz in there, it's back to where they were the past two years. Exactly, exactly. But I where think, you have to rely on them to play oh, every single game. I think I think he leaves in the summer. Yeah. I think he goes to Barca. You think Salah goes to Barca? Yeah. Not everyone can go to Barca. Evan, you told me that Neymar was going to go to Barca as well. Yeah. <laughs> but they just signed like four players in the winter transfer window. Yeah. That's <laughs> your point? Hey, COVID's done, man. They're bringing money back in. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. I like what Barca are doing, though, man. I'm excited about it because, like, I don't have a team that I support, but Barca are the closest to that where, mm-hmm. like, I would really, like, I would really like to see them get back to their best yeah. with a new crop of players. 
because they can still produce that same that same feeling. Yeah, you know that like the prime Barca teams were producing. Yeah, I mean Chavi Ball is looking nice. Yeah, it's good effort. He almost scored one in the he's first a, leg, too. He's a man on fire right now. He looks he's having a completely different year that than was last same year. Same spot as the first leg where he hit that one like yeah. just a few inches wide. It's okay, nice so to, we get to the second half. Sorry, don't mean to cut you off, Ev. All good, all good. But we get to the second half, and I mean, pretty even game so far, but Inter definitely don't look like the second best team. It's a very even match yeah, yeah. so far. I mean, they're going for it. Like, they mm-hmm. have nothing to lose at this point. Yeah. And Latour Martinez scores a wonder goal. Hey, you know where he was supposed to go last year? Barca. Yep. <laughs> that was awkward. A little deflection. Could have scored. Just that would have changed the game. Just ran into the wall there. <laughs> Thump. All right, let's fast forward to Just that goal. Dumping this ball, man. Comes up here in a few minutes. I think it's right here. Alexis Sanchez on the ball. Hate him. That's a ping. Oof. Not sure what happened there. All right. Liverpool building out of the back. Looking sloppy. Matip can't even control the ball. Gives it away. Martinez picks the ball up and bang. Oh, my. I didn't see that. I didn't see that live. Oh, my goodness. It just sat perfectly for him, man, where he didn't have to think about it. He just whacked it. Man, he did everything. And right after this goal, like, they have all the momentum now. All the momentum. Doesn't even take a touch. Just whack. Whack. Jeez Louise, man. All the momentum now. Like, they could have easily gone and taken this game. But watch what happens next. He just He's not even perfectly. leaning forward or anything. He just hit it perfectly. See, and it's situations like that <laughs> when I'm coaching shooting with kids and I'm like, you got to lean over that ball. Some people just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a finish, man. Just hit it perfectly, man. You can't, you can't hit it better than that. All right, players, still lean over when you shoot until you get to that level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but watch what happens next. So this is very controversial. Is that second yellow? Yep. Second yellow. I'm not going to lie. From that angle right there, get but, him off. But watch the close-up. Does he leave the ground? Ah. Gets the ah. ball. So this is very controversial. You hear Jamie Carragher, Thierry Henry talking about it. They're saying anybody that knows football knows that's not a yellow card. Anybody that's played knows that's not a yellow card because he goes in yeah. and he gets the ball first. It's like a freak accident type of thing. But his momentum is carrying him through the ball. Yeah, yeah. What is he yeah. supposed to do as a player? Yeah. What are you supposed to do in that moment to withdraw your leg and not make contact? There's literally nothing you can do. What do you, the only thing you can do is not go for the ball. Yeah, and that's the thing is because that's uh, Harvey Elliott on their team. When he broke his leg or broke his ankle Similar in situation. the prim, same exact tackle. Was no, that him? Yeah, Harvey Elliott was the one that broke his thing. Yeah, it was him. No, that was Fabinho that got hit. Oh, well, Fabinho got hit there, but I'm talking about like last oh, yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. It's the same tackle where it's like someone wins the ball first, but they follow through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's one of those where like, I mean, it's really just up to the ref. 
Because if his if he's completely planted there, so they had a claimed him. They had a referee correspondent on like the Champions League show talking about it, and they're like, you know, according to the rule book, like that, like the referee got the correct decision, like, yeah. and and so you know, former players are asking like, like for example, Jamie Carragher, Thierry Henry, yeah. what do you do as a player in that situation? Like anybody that's played football knows that cannot be a foul because. You're going for the ball. Yeah, you're going. You're going for the ball. So like, that's tough. How man. can you? How can you as a player stop your momentum and and not make contact with the player in that it's, situation? It's tough there because anytime you're reaching like that for a tackle, going head on with someone else, I mean, you're really just kind of rolling the dice with that one. Because I mean, so, if, he, if he misses the ball there, straight red. Obviously, he's already on a yellow. But right. He gets the ball and gets he through gets him as the well. Ball. And you can see him flick the ball away, too. But also right there as well, like, your team just went 1-0 up. If you're thinking smartly and you just got a yellow, that's probably not something you're going in with. But exactly, like, you're 1-0 yeah. up. You got to keep the tempo high. You got to keep coming after them. And that was in an attacking position. If they win the ball back in that situation, they're one pass to goal, right? Yeah. Like. All I'm saying is if I I think if I make that tackle, if I do that same thing Sanchez did right there, I'm probably mad at myself. I'm probably we not arguing. We all know Evans missing the ball and going straight for the kneecap in that situation. I'm great at slide tackles. I don't get the <laughs> ball. I'm just saying. If I got sent off for that, I'd be like, I mean, I kind of went in for it. It is what it is. I've had some bad ones in my day and should have gotten some reds. Got it's some unfortunate, yellows. man. Oh, yeah, it changed the tie because 2-1. Yeah. Inter had the momentum. They just scored. And Alexis Sanchez, to be fair to him, gets the ball first. If he misses the man, maybe they win the ball back. They get another opportunity to score. Maybe they don't score, but it's another chance at goal, and it just keeps yeah. the momentum going in their favor. And now they lose a man. They go a man down, and, I mean, yeah. it's tough it's to nice. come back from that. Yeah, obviously, like, looking back on it. But it's one of those things, I mean, if that happens to one of my players – and now he's on my team, or if that happens to one of your boys, you're screaming for that card, dude. <laughs> for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, saying. It's, yeah. tough. it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It was just another route right here. So, Man City versus Sporting. Watch a couple goals. First leg was 5-0. Oh, first leg was a route. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Second leg actually ended 0-0. So, do we even need to watch it? We can watch, uh, let's put like a minute or two on and we can just talk about City as a whole. Okay. Because they're an interesting team. They are. I mean, I think. <sighs> oh, they, they played, they put a couple youngins in. I feel like with them, obviously, we can talk about. They really did go with the strong team, though. They didn't they did, really they put did, a lot did, of, they did. you know, I think they had, reserves in. I think they and, had and two. even. I guess their right back was because Pep was talking about that. Like Kyle Riley. Walker had got himself suspended for this game. Yeah, I mean, for a second yellow or yeah. like, you know, accumulation of yellows in the last game. Mm -hmm. And so he was worried about who he was going to start at right back as if it even mattered because they were already, I mean, 5 0 up. Like, it's not really that big of a deal. But of course, he's got to, you know, set a standard for his team and yeah, exactly. make sure Kyle Walker knows that, yeah. like, he's got to be smarter than that and mm -hmm. that his team is dependent on him yeah but he was the only player that you know out of the whole team that doesn't regularly play get up yeah main reason i kind of wanted to play this i know it's not champions league related but that title race in the prim i don't know if you've been keeping tight. up Ooh, it's, getting tight. it's getting tight that game between them is gonna probably decide it if both teams kind of went out which i think they will 
Yeah, I would say I would say probably City or Foden's become a very, very, very important player for City. It's good, man. He's become. And I'm not gonna like. I'm almost eating my words before I say it, but he's almost become like City's Messi. You know where he he drops deep out of that number nine position and the attack kind of runs through him. I'll give you that. And De Bruyne, like obviously De no, yeah, Bruyne, yeah, yeah, yeah. like is the one that no, that's, runs the game. But like, yeah, Foden has become very important yeah. for him, for that's, them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's just a he's just a good player. I mean, he does it all. He keeps the ball. He presses well. He can dribble with it well. He's good in front of goal. Yeah, it's a Stockport Iniesta, as they call him. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sterling needs to go though. But that's the thing as well is if they if they get rid of Sterling, they got to bring someone else in. If they don't have a youngin in there, who they're gonna put? Messi. <laughs> I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. Let's see Messi away at Brentford. Let's see what he does. <laughs> Cold, rainy night in Stoke City. Oh, brother, getting snapped. <laughs> he's still got it, man. He does, he does. He still has it. He we'll talk about it. that in a little bit. He still has it. He played well against Real Madrid. I mean, for, we're anyone, gonna... for anyone that doesn't agree with me, we can fight. But <laughs> right. It looks like y'all are going to get a boxing match on here. <laughs> but right. Messi was one of PSG's best players oh, in that sure. game. You want to get on to the next one? Yeah, this is pointless. Yeah. All right, here we are, Real Madrid, PSG. This is the one, guys. Hey, PSG is going to PSG. Oh, before we actually get into the game itself, apparently the ultras, so for those obviously listening to soccer, ultras are just your, like, your mad fans, the ones that are just, like, they would die for the club. Yeah. So they're not really an ideal thing to look up to, but clubs have them, and, I mean, it's good that they have them, but they are apparently, like, upset with PSG. Just because they don't, oh, yeah. they don't want their they vandalize the training ground. Yeah, yeah, they're not upset necessarily with them losing this game. They're upset with the fact that what PSG has turned into. They're upset with the fact that it's not a club of like Parisians coming through it, playing with the team. They don't like the fact that they're just buying everybody, putting them on the lineup, and, they can't and expecting do anything. results. Yeah, they yeah, can't do just, anything. They're just frustrated with that. It's like they have. They have by far the most talented squad in the world. In the world, it's not even a question. Did you think Vinicius had a good first half? Uh, good. I mean, do you think like he was active causing problems? I thought he had a better second half. He did. He had a lot of good things going the first half, though. Hunter and I got in a massive argument at the house talking about this. Because everything Real Madrid had in the first half was through Vinicius. Yeah. And he is becoming a hell of a player right Yeah, now. no, he had a great game. But Mbappe was dangerous throughout Oh, again, no, 100, 100%. Again, 100%. again. Like, yeah. first leg was the same thing. All of PSG's attacks went through Mbappe. But please understand that Messi is the one creating these moments for Mbappe. Like, Messi, even though he's not in the same position as he was at Barcelona where he's the at the end of attacks like he's in there making things happen he was getting the ball he was distributing running past players keeping possession keeping the game going I mean you could see from these first this first 25 30 like really the whole first half and all the way through like basically the 60th minute I mean that was a good chance for Real Madrid but through the first 60 minutes PSG had so so many chances and could have ended the tie. 
Could have ended it there. Yeah, decent chance. Could have ended it. Like, they had so many chances. Everything is going in PSG's favor. They have all the momentum. They're really just getting after Real Madrid. Yeah, I'll give you that. And I think that's, like, the main difference. Like, obviously, we're... We're going to follow this one up. They finally get their goal. They get their goal, okay? So they're up 2-0 on aggregate. Offsides. Okay, this, this was the offside. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to have the discussion because uh, with, obviously, Messi and Ronaldo, they're kind of, obviously, different teams getting older, kind of switching the way they're playing. It's like with Messi and this team, it's like he is pulling the strings. He is doing the things. I feel like a lot of times the players aren't really taking advantage of it, if you get what I'm saying. But yeah. I feel like with him as well, like he's a little younger than Ronaldo. I still think he could do a little more. And I think that's me just wanting to see Messi Messi. And so I might be like putting too much pressure on him. But I just feel like I feel like he, he could, could I feel like at any him. moment he could just pick it up and go with it. Like he could. He and could. he has You know he, has, he can. He's got it in him. And, and he has the license to do it. And you definitely would like to see him just like put in more work defensively. Of course. Of oh, course. this is unreal. This for is him. the goal. I mean, and it's not bad defending either. He stands him up, beats him on the near post. But what watch else this goal, man. To do? Watch how. What else I, is Oliba supposed to do there? You can't do anything. You can't else. do anything. But watch how Mbappe takes this. Like nothing else. He squares Alaba up. He opens his hip to the back post. Yeah. He looks at the keeper, freezes him. It's Catois' fault, man. And instead of going to the back post, he reverses it to the near yeah, post. Yeah, no, it's a great finish. Like this is clinical finishing right here. Freezes him near post. Courtois cheats to the back post because he thinks he, he thinks he's going back post based on his body shape. It's brilliant. One look, head down. Freezes him, yep, tucks it to the near post. For the young players out there watching lovely. this, when a player comes at you like that, there's not much you can do. He's so dangerous, man. <laughs> the best he's the best player in the world right now. Like yeah. I don't think there's any debate about that. I think there's a better player in the world. Huh? We're we talking about inform or just talent wise? <sighs> inform in I'd say Salah. What? Mbappe just scored like two of the most important goals in Champions League. Salah's got like Salah's in form ten, ten more goals than anybody else in the Prem. But we're talking about Champions League. Champions League is the top, top, top. Then we're talking about Lewandowski, then. How many goals Lewandowski got? Yeah, but he played Salzburg. <laughs> ah, get out of here. This was against Real Madrid, like. Yeah, I'll give you that. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah, he's I think Mbappe offers a lot more than Salah does. Oh, 100%. I mean. So this is an interesting situation that I saw in the game when I was watching. Because I did watch this game in full live. Okay, so. Obviously, anyone watching this on YouTube can't see what we're seeing, but this is another counterattack from PSG right before at the end time. of half, uh, the first half, yeah. so right before halftime. Okay, PSG have numbers going forward. This is so interesting to me because... Oh, I know what this one is. Okay, because Messi is fuming about this. See, I don't... And if he's at Barcelona, I don't this know. is a goal. We can argue about this Okay, one. We can argue All about right, this let's, let's argue. Okay, when you, when so, they slow the clip down, it makes it look a lot... Nah. Okay, so who is that on the right side? I can't tell. They just played it? Is that not Hakimi? That's Hakimi plays it inside to Mbappe. Mbappe keeps the ball going to Neymar. Neymar picks it up. Okay, he's on the left side. All right, Verratti gets around him. After Neymar loses the ball, Verratti picks it up. Okay, in this position, okay, look at where Messi is. 
right? This how many goals has he scored in this position? He scored a lot. He's coming from the the outside of the eighteen. Sometimes you'll see him coming from around the back post, okay, curling his run to the top of the the box or to the penalty spot onto his left foot. And Verat and look at the space that he has. Yeah. All Verratti has to do is lay it onto his left foot, and it's a goal. Yeah. It's a goal. Messi's wrapping his foot around it, and it's in the back of the net. Maybe. Definitely. He had the chip over there, that classic Messi always scores a bar, and he hit it wide. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, that was a very difficult angle. He was almost horizontal you. to the post. But, like, right in this situation, you lay it, you lay it onto his left foot, Messi is burying it. He's whipping it yeah. into the near post or to the back post. Yeah. Because look at all the space that he has. That's fair. Play, right? real, play real quick. But he's at PSG. They don't understand Messi. I mean. And look at what Verratti does. Man, you can't. And Messi's no, just. I, I look, get, I get, Messi's I get, furious. I get, I get he's human. In that, instance, in that instance, Messi is the right answer. And Verratti knows it. But also, that ball over to the other guy isn't bad. If he heads that across, it's, someone else running on finishes it. Yeah, but like in that situation, and in that, and who, Verratti, who has the momentum going? Verratti to the goal? as well is arguably. I mean, if you're going to consider the top three players on that team, who's your fourth best player on the team? Verratti. There's by no far. question about that. But yeah, Messi's yeah. on a whole different level. And like, and like, that, okay, again, I'm only saying like the understanding is not there. Like, if he's at Barcelona, every player knows that ball goes into Messi's feet. Because it's going to be a goal, right? But Verratti just doesn't see it. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Like, he sees the best pass that he thought was available, yeah. and he plays that pass. Mm -hmm. But, like, if he's at Barca in prime Barca days, Pri yeah, prime Barca days that's a goal. Him. That's a goal. Okay, so let's get to the second half here. Mbappe, another chance, okay? Still, we're at 55th minute, going on 60 minutes, and, and PSG are pushing, pushing, pushing for another goal to put this game away, put the tie away. Real Madrid make a few changes. At this point, you're 2-0 up. You got to manage the situation. Oh, PSG going to PSG. They're going to PSG, man. It's just, it's just they don't know how to win, man. That this this is funny to me because like, Carvajal just barges into him. That's smart. And it just immediately apologized, like you my fault. To. I mean, man. everyone knows that. Look, there. What am I gonna do? What oh, am I gonna do? Yeah, I mean, no, it's the same thing. You gotta. I do can't that. do anything about the that. Smart foul to take. What's he doing, Domarumo? What's he that doing? I hate they were trying to say that was a foul. That that upset me so much. No. And as soon as they score, changes the game. Changes the game. At the Bernabeu, with Kareem Benzema as your center forward, you know if he gets any chance, he's going to score. Why is he so casual? You're 2-0 up. Put the ball. If you have nothing, put the ball into the stands, I man. I think that's why he was casual. It's because they're 2 up. He probably was like, oh, I can get this. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the wrong mentality. Oh, 100%. You're 2-0 up. You cannot, like, just be casual and careless with yeah. the ball. Literally, man. Benzema. Shortly after, 
Look how long he hung in the air for. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, Don't give Mbappe a second. It's a problem with PSG, man. Like, you sh- you're spending all this money on the other players. Should have finished that as well. Yeah. Hard angle. Or, like, it was a hard bounce. But, and that's, but that's the problem with PSG. is like they buy all these players to go up front. You're literally taking off Paredes, who I really don't think is that great of a player. And you're putting on a Drissa guy who's just a, a regular starter for Everton. It's like, you got to have other options to play in the midfield. I mean, also, like, are you trying to win the game? Are you trying to... Are you, or win the tie. Like, I thought this was very good from Vinicius. Could have took it there, decided not to. Took his time. The smart, the smart. Smart pass from Modric, easy finish. But what are they doing? They're just watching the ball. They just leave Benzema wide open. Hey, man. hey if anything, saw anything in this game, Modric still is world-class. Dude. Oh, 100%. Oh, my goodness, dude. 100%. Oh, my goodness. Like if it, you're look, at, t- look at this, look at this. Dribble pass one, skip pass another, skip pass another, leaves that one, great ball forward. Wonderful pass. If you're talking about the two most underrated players of all time, you asked me earlier before we started recording. You want a ball on jury? He's not but, underrated. Well, okay, but like... I get what you're saying, though. He's still at that level, and he's still not considered at that level, right? I think they consider it. I don't think they do, man. I think they do. Because they still talk about Real Madrid having the best midfield in the world with him and Cruz and Casemiro. I think they did, like, last year, the year before. But I don't think this year people have been talking about oh, them like that. Twitter. Twitter been on them, man. I'm not on Twitter. Twitter so. yeah, get on Twitter. Twitter been <laughs> on it. That's the only reason I'm saying is because, like, that was something that I saw come up on Twitter, like, a couple months ago. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, it's... God, obviously, don't watch the league that much. But, I mean, and then, like, obviously, that starts here. It's like PSG's already given up. They already lost the ball there. Good win from Rodrigo. I mean, the game's over. Bad at this clearance. Point. What a finish! Why are you clearing that to the middle? It's just so and that's what dumb. PSG does every year. It's always one mistake. It's always one thing at like the the worst time. Everyone's leaving. The game's over. It's over, guys. Oh yeah, no. It's over. You guys already know that. We don't have to tell you, but everyone is leaving. Messi's gone. Mbappe's definitely going to Real Madrid. Neymar needs to probably just go to Inter Miami because that's all he cares about is just like partying and you know doing his thing. Evan thinks he's going to back to Barcelona, but like at this point, why would Barca want him back? Like the the sporting directors came out and said that like uh, if Barca comes in with a bid this year, they'll accept it because he was trying to leave last year before Messi got there, and they wouldn't let him leave. They they could have used him last year. Last year would have been the only year would where it would have made sense for Neymar. And Barca. Now, it really only makes sense for Neymar. 
Let's be honest. I mean, he's going to slide right in there and take Troy's spot. Troy's not that good. <laughs> hey, Traore adds a lot to Barcelona, man. Not and as I much know as Neymar. and I know they appreciate him. They do. They do. I'm not, don't get me wrong, they don't. I'm just I saying like, I'm saying I'm I, saying if the if the money makes sense to get Neymar back at Barca, would you rather have Neymar or Traore? If you say Traore, you're tripping. They're on completely different levels as, as far as like wages and transfer fees. Like. But that's what I'm saying. If Barca can afford it. But why wouldn't you just go for the more cost-effective Triore because he can still impact, but he he can impact the game way more than really Neymar can no, in terms of. He listen to what I'm saying. Neymar is a much bigger talent. That's obvious. If Neymar is on his game, if he's if he cares about the situation, world beater, right? Yeah. But is he going to bring that every single game? If he wants we don't to go know. back, if he wants to go back to Barca that bad, I think he will. But he would want to go back and play with Messi. Is he gonna go? Is he gonna want to go back and play on that level by himself? He doesn't care, man. Let's be honest. He doesn't care. <laughs> Triore is gonna impact every single game. You know he will. He's not gonna impact it in the same way as Neymar. Of course, he's not the same player. But he's going to impact the game in the way that he can impact the game. That's fair. But the only thing I have against Troy is it's it's the final product. He started off a little strong at Barca. He's cooled down. His final product is so inconsistent. He literally reminds me a lot of myself when I play. Like, I'll do the things where I'll beat the player. I'll beat the next player. Does my cross find the right guy? Anytime I get in front of goal, I'm personally not the best in front of goal. Neither is Troy. But he has just something different. Like, if you think about, like, okay, what are they trying to create at Barcelona? Kind of a similar way of playing as to prime Barca, then right? He, then he can be like a Pedro. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Then he can so be a Pedro. He, can, he can be that, that, that player that adds something different to the team. And regardless of the way that you play, you need a balanced team, right? You, you need you need a player that's going to give you something a little bit different. And he gives that. He gives the pace. He gives the strength. He gives the physicality. He gives that pressing ability, that ability to... We didn't bring up one important thing, though. What? So at PSG, obviously, Pochettino, good manager. But you're not really coaching at that point. You're just manag- yeah. you're managing. If he goes back to Barca, who's coaching Barca right now? You think Pochettino is going to Barca? No, who's coaching oh, Barca Neymar. right now? Who's coaching Barca right now? Well, Xavi. Yeah, you think Xavi's going to let him get away with this stuff at, at Barcelona? When he literally played with Xavi when they were I mean, in I their think prime? that he would definitely have more respect for Xavi. And I think he would actually have the right mentality and stuff. I think that might That's be fair. I think that might be the transfer that he needs. Cause That's P- fair. Because at PSG as well, it's literally, you're not... But it's still Neymar that we're talking about. Like, Neymar is just like, he's just, he's a wasted talent. And when did we start talking about him being a wasted talent? It was the second he went where? To PSG. That's but, what I'm saying. So if he goes back, I think if he goes back to Barca, but, I think he might be able to get it, not back on track to where it was going to, but I think he might be able to get it somewhat back on track. Him being around a bunch of experienced players is what kept him on track. Xavi was an experienced player but now he's a manager Mm -hmm. so what players is he playing with at Barca now that are going to be experienced to where they can keep his ass in line to where they can like motivate him to want to perform at his highest potential to stay again Danny Alves Busquets Danny Alves maybe 
Danny Alves, maybe Busquets. PK. PK. PK, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so much. Maybe Busquets. Danny Alves, I would say, is the only one that could really influence him in that way. I really, I, I just, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I do, I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think Charlie's a bad player. I don't think they should lose him. I'm just saying, I think if you add Neymar to that team, if it makes sense, you still have Traore. You're dangerous team. And I mean, if he wants to go that bad, he, he wants to go for a reason. I think he just wants to get out of PSG, man. His dumbass decided to go to PSG in the first place, I, he man. But the second he left, what was it, a year after that, he wanted to go right back? Sometimes you just make the wrong decision. And he won't even admit it, too. Like, just nah, watching that Netflix documentary on him, it just made me dislike yeah. him more. And I don't even, like, I don't even, like, dislike him. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like... <sighs> no, I know, I know. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, last thing, right. I, last thing I'll say about Neymar. Uh, if he doesn't... Well, we have an ad. If he doesn't go to Barca and he doesn't go to Inter-Miami, where's another destination you think he could go? Like, that would still be like a Champions League-level team. Where do you think would make sense? If he doesn't go to Miami or Barca? Yeah. What do you think makes sense for him? I don't know. That's my thoughts. That's literally the only reason I think he goes to Barca is because there's nowhere else to go. And I don't think he wants to go to Inter-Miami yet. I think he still, still has two, three years max maybe in him I mean, he's still before like he wants to just rage. Twenty nine, like he's too young to go to China or Qatar and just yeah. cash in. Like, and I don't think he will go to there. I think literally, I think instead he's not going to go to the Premier League. He's all, he's not. Also, he's not going to go to China and Qatar. He can't really party there. You know, if he's if he's out and he wants the money, he's just going to go enter, and he's going to end up signing like a deal on the side for like a sponsorship that's really yeah. Beckham funding money through to him because MLS has rules. Okay, so. From the first leg, this was a very open-ended prediction because the first leg ended 2-2, Ajax versus Benfica. Ajax controlled a lot of the first leg, but Benfica were killing them on the counterattack for much of the game. And so I really didn't know who was going to win this game. This second leg was in Amsterdam. You see Haller... Almost score here, but gets caught offside. And again, second leg, Ajax had a lot of the ball, took a lot of control. It's a great ball. And really, it was going to be a matter of Haller versus... Mm-hmm. Nunez from Benfica, yep. who was going to score between them two? Who was going to score? Roll the dice at that point. Roll the dice because Nunez has scored a lot of important goals for Benfica. Mm-hmm. Let's fast forward. This is the draw. I wish United had gotten, man. And, and right on cue, Benfica get a corner. Oh, I forgot he went there. Corner Benfica, 77th minute. Oh, not a corner. Set piece. Yep. Darwin Nunez. Remember the name. He'll be gone in a year or two. Benfica are through. Shock. Who they got next round? Shock. We'll look at we'll look okay, at the okay, second okay. Uh, quarterfinal ties here in a moment. Benfica are through, man. 
And a lot of people were thinking that Ajax could make a run again, just like they did a few years ago, really building up some some momentum with some young, talented players. But Nunez had other ideas. I mean, Ten Hag's done a lot with that team since they got rid of everybody. Yeah. Since they lost literally everybody. Like I like Ajax, man. I'm a big fan of Ajax. All right. All okay. I'll say is the IX manager, man, if you're listening, just go ahead and go to go to United. We need you. Man United Atletico. Evan made a bold prediction saying that Man United would come through at Old Trafford. What did I say? 2-0? Advance to the second, the next round, the quarterfinals of the Champions League and beat Atletico. Atletico are so resilient. They're born for these situations. And I'll tell you, man. The atmosphere at Old Trafford was buzzing. All right, there's going to be a lot of me just talking bad in Atletico because I'm upset. Atletico is only in the Champions League to break hearts and not win a thing. That's what they do, baby. And if you – oh, Diego Simeone. You saw his comments after the game about Ronaldo? Uh-uh. He said he's an average player now <laughs> without delivery. That's fair. Well, you know what? You're an average coach when your team has the ball. So, <laughs> But he's a sublime coach. When it comes to winning in top competitions. Winning the Champions League? Listen, okay. I'm not... Hey, he's been to the Champions League final several times. That's more than United could say. He's been once. Is it one time? He's I been it was a, twice. He's been once. Okay, fair And they enough. got popped by Real Madrid in the overtime. Scored about three goals on him. That should be fucking 1-0, man. A face save. Ilanga. Okay, so... Before we continue... We're 12 minutes into this highlight. Not into the highlight. Into the game. I don't think they showed okay. the first one as well because he already had one that went off the bar. United the header. start this game exactly how they needed to start it. How we haven't started a game all season. All season. All season. And, like, man. I'm sitting here wearing a United shirt, again, in support of my guy right here. Okay? Appreciate it, man. So, Still hurts like, me. please understand, I am not here to blow United up. I'm just here to speak the facts because that's all I do. Yeah, I mean, we're the biggest club in the world. Speak the facts. <laughs> all right, let's tone it down a notch with all that. But United came out and played the game the way they needed to play the game. Mm-hmm. They were lively. They were energetic. They started Ilanga, which was smart. I said in the last episode, Ilanga is probably right now the most important player for United because he's the only player that plays for the badge. I mean, you're forgetting... Probably who's going to be our player of the year. Who? His gloves on. And it sucks. De Gea? Yeah. Okay, fair. But, but I, I'm I, about I agree. field players. I, I agree field with players. you. I agree with De Gea you can only have so much impact on the game. No, right? no, no. I'll give you that. I agree with you there. Ilanga plays for the badge. He's the player that Man United need. Uh, and, and I'm not even saying him specifically, but the his type of player, right? Like yeah, no. Someone with passion, someone with mm-hmm. desire, someone that wants to win. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's a, a Bayern Munich type of player. I mean, he's a he's a young player that before the season wouldn't have seen much game time, but obviously everyone knows what happened with Mason Greenwood, who was a player who was like Alonga for us for the past two years. Yep, and he. He does what he does. Something happened with him. We don't and have then to Alonga, talk about him. And, yeah, and then Alonga came in, and, I mean, he's just literally doing what he's having to do. And he's a young kid playing with no fear. He's playing for the badge. He's not on a lot of money. He's just doing what he's been doing 
every year he's been playing so far, and he's just handling the pressure well. He's he's performing. They started the game the way they needed to start the game. They came at him. They got on top of Atletico early. They pinned them into their own half. They were moving the ball with speed. The tempo was high. They were feeding into the atmosphere, the crowd, the energy that was in the stadium. And they get a great chance, a couple of great chances early on. This one from Milonga goes off of um, Oblox's Oblox head, his literal, his actual face. He saves it with his face. And just like an inch to the left or an inch to the right or an inch above, it's a goal, and the game is different. But even then, this is like the same, the same problem we've had all year in the Prem, is even though we don't start off strong, the games we do control, we don't put teams away. We don't finish chances. The only time we finish chances are if we put that ball on Ronaldo's foot or we put it on his head. And, and you're not going to go far if you have to, that's the sole thing you rely on. You know, I'm looking at like good tackle players like Fred. Like we talked about Fred, what a save from De Gea. I mean, yeah, De Gea has been United's best player for years now. That's been obvious. What a save! Look at him stretch for this thing, man. Off a deflection as well. That's crazy. But <clears throat> you know, you look at like okay, so we talked about Fred in the last episode. Fred has come along like. A lot of people made jokes about Fred in the past few years, but Fred has really developed in the last season or two. He has. And in this game, he was balling out of his mind. Like, yeah. I've never seen Fred really play like this before. Yes, he hasn't. He decided to be Brazilian this game. And, you know, you just mentioned Ronaldo, like, being an average player. I mean, Atletico. Well, I, I didn't mention that. I said that Simeone said that. Right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying, like, even in this game, like, Ronaldo had energy. You could tell, like, he was ready for the moment. Like, he wanted to be there for his team he's, and he's, lift his team. He's Mr. Champions League. And what is Maguire doing there? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's just way out of position. Yeah. We'll, get to, so we'll get to him with, later. With you talking about, like, obviously, Alonga playing for the badge, there are – I think everyone on the team is – I think it's just he's the one. Absolute melon, dude. I don't get why. Okay, so so right here, if you want to rewind it for a second, I know Dallow should have been there, but I still think Maguire's out of position. I still think he gets dragged over for no reason. Well, it, okay, it started before that because he gets sucked into the midfield for no reason. For no reason. Because look, look, hold on, hold on. He's all the way up. There. No one can oh, see this, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Melody. Okay, so look where he is right now. He gets dragged all the way into the midfield. He's and and okay, I heard like the the Champions League pundits talking about this after the game, right? He it's like almost like Maguire is trying to do too much right now, which makes total sense. Like he's low on confidence, so as a center back, he's trying to get his confidence back by doing too much. Like he's going all the way into the midfield to press a player that doesn't need to be pressured in that situation. Yeah. You can simply communicate and pass that player on. But he gets dragged all the way into the midfield, which opens up space in the back, and now he's got to scramble to get back in position. You call that scrambling? And McGuire's <laughs> scrambling in any situation? Dude, he's not even <laughs> a slow player. He actually has some wheels, and he's jogging back. <laughs> what you were saying right there about him trying to do too much as a center back, the thing that... 
that I will give McGuire is regardless of how bad he's playing, he plays the same. The, ever since we've gotten him as a player, he's always been the center back that wants to bring the ball up himself, that wants to actually, if he has space to take it in the midfield, can actually take it there himself. Yeah, It's just for him, a lot of the times it doesn't work out. So I'll give it to him for, hey, you know what you want to do with it. You're doing what you listen, should do with listen, it. Listen, trying hard I'm not. No, I'm not. not. No, I'm an not. Excuse I'm not. I'm for not playing shit. I'm not. I'm not saying trying hard. I'm saying if you're a center back and there's space to take, do you pass the ball or do you take the space? More often than not, what do you do? We're talking about defending right here. No, but that's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying. Why he lost it so far up there? Is he didn't. He didn't. Well, he well didn't no, he was all the way the up. He was all the way up, just trying to get everyone up. It doesn't communicate well. But I'm saying, like in general, like his biggest problem is that he wants to play like a Van Dyke. He wants to play like a Ruben Neves. No, he followed a player into the midfield who was going to receive. Oh no, no, I got, I got, I got that. I'm just saying, like with McGuire, the one positive thing I'll give him, and why I do think he does have the armband still, is because he's still the same player he has been since he put the United shirt on. Man, it's crazy. Every time we start recording and we get on the mic, you like turn into a big Harry McGuire supporter. No, all I said right there is I'll give him one thing. Now, I'll look the camera in the eyes right now. Hey, he is an absolute melon, and he shouldn't have the jersey on. But you heard I'll that, give right? Him, I'll you heard give, that, right? I'll give him one thing, and that one thing is that no matter how much pressure's on him or no matter how much people say they think he's shit, he still comes out and does the same thing, regardless if it's good or if it's bad. It's like the pressure doesn't get that's to his head. That's not a good thing. It's like the pressure doesn't get to his head because he does the same shit. Oh, my God. That's not the kind of player I want in my team. Me man. neither. He's got to understand the situation. <sighs> he gets dragged out of position. There was also a foul and, like eight touches so, before that that we're not so talking about. Because but. he got dragged out of position, Di- Diogo Dalo is overcommitted to the middle. Um, you know, everyone else is out of position, right? Because he's out of position. They're yeah. covering for him. Yeah. If- and so now they just leave someone wide open back post. And I mean, that's just a free header. It's an easy yeah. goal. So, yeah. you know. Atletico are 2-1 up now. Like, you give them a 2-1 lead with 45, 50 minutes to play in a Champions League tie, they're not going to let that go, man. They're going to they're gonna grab hold of that, and they're going to keep it. They're going to, like, It's a foul on the other you. end, man. They're That's gonna the most frustrating you. thing. But, <sighs> man, United are just not built for it, man. Atletico ain't either. They ain't winning shit. They win more than United. How many Champions League they got? Do we want to keep watching this? No, turn the shit off. All right. (laughs) Listen, I like Diego Simeone. I don't hate Atletico Madrid. Obviously, when you play him, you hate Atletico Madrid. But all I'm saying is they're a team. They won won the Liga last year because it was an off year on Barca and on Real Madrid. I'm just saying, overall... Unless you really love the game, like the fundamentals of the game, they are not an exciting team to watch. No, no, no. I'm not sitting here like advocating for Atletico's I'm just style getting, of I'm play. I'm just getting my talk off because hey, that, that upset me again, so much. That's why I'm wearing this jersey I because I know you the need second, it in a time dude, like this. The Evan. second we went 1-0 down, I was about to turn the TV off because I knew nothing was going to happen. You know how many times we find Ronaldo with a cross? None. In that, in that Bayern game, they just put the ball in Lewandowski's foot. They just yep. gave it to him. We can't even find Ronaldo's Can't the get it to him. Can't get it to him. Listen, again, they started the game the way they needed to start the game. And 
any one of those chances that they had, if it goes in the back of the net, the game could have been different. But it's uh, like you're, you're talking about a team that is experienced and understand they have high team spirit. They understand how to win versus a team that doesn't. And so what comes first, the winning or the team spirit? Team spirit. Does it? Well, the team spirit leads to the winning. You think those guys are out there just trying to win for Atletico? Do they run their socks off for the team? That's all they do. They just run. And it's it's good because they win, but like all they do is just run, 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 run. But does the winning encourage them to run more? Does it, it does definitely it does. lift the team spirit? Like they've obviously won a lot. Even if they're not like gonna win no, La Liga no, this year. What even if they're not gonna win Champions League the this question year. You ask me right now, we're agreeing on the same thing. We're just talking about kinda like what would come I'm just, first. I'm just I'm just ad I'm just asking, right? Like I mean, I think, what comes first? Team spirit or winning? Because I mean, I think winning can, to... can lift team spirits. Team spirit can also lift winning. Exactly, because right? if your spirits are down, you're gonna win. No, definitely not. So yeah. it's like one has to come before the other, but which one is it going to be and which one is it? It can be both, really. I don't know the answer to that. It 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 literally is it it it's both. It's both. Like you have to have both. Because you can have you can start with very high team spirits and like you can have that competitive nature to your team and like the right attitude to your team. But if you just like don't win anything, I mean, there's only so so long you can carry that forward, right? But you can have the worst team spirit, but winning can turn that around real quick, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's an man, interesting question. Diego Simeone's a little legend because there's no other coach in the world that can get some of the star players that he's had to actually play like that. Oh, yeah. To where they just run. That's they, what United they, need, man. They don't. No, we don't, because that's not what United's built on. We're not built on. They're playing not built like that. on anything anymore. But that's what I'm saying is we're trying to get back to where we were built on. Us going and playing like Atletico isn't going to be entertaining for the fans. They're not going to like it. I guarantee, if we finish second place playing at that athlet- playing like Atletico, the fans are going to boo. Yeah, because that's not the United way. That's the Atletico way. And obviously, okay. United doesn't have a way right now. But we're trying to get back to it. It's just a matter of if we can and how can we. I agree. Because when we had Mourinho, we were winning. And the fans were booing because the games were boring. Yeah. But we got second place, won the Europa League. It's true. It's just like it's not. It's true. What do y'all want? Do you want to win or do you want to win with style? And it's like sometimes you can't have both. We just need to start playing good. And then just from there, see what happens. All right. We're at Chelsea and Lille right now. So Chelsea were up 2-1 on aggregate going into this. Is he Turkish? Who? Yilmaz? Barack Yilmaz? Uh, the one that's shooting right sure. now? He's not Iranian, is he? No. He's a player, man. No, he's not Iranian. He's a great player, though. He was dangerous. First half sub. Yeah, Christensen got hurt. Chalaba comes in. Immediate yellow card. <laughs> he's a great player, though. But I mean, gets he, the look, first look at watch. Canadian skins him. There's your North America. Ref. I mean, that just comes down to being immediately subbed into a game that's already Lil gets the first goal. Not here. Michael 
The fact that they were trying to argue this doesn't make any sense to me. He slaps the ball down like he's playing basketball. Look at this. Get out of there, man. 100% handball. Yeah. If that touch goes by Jorginho and the man keeps running, it's probably a pin. Yeah. His leg's up there, man. So they give a penalty. Lil scores 1-0 up, 2-1. Or wait, so it was 2-0 on aggregate yeah. going into this game. My fault. 2-0 on aggregate. Lil scores, makes it 2-1, which now it's interesting. Penalty for Lil, they score. We go to just before halftime. Captain America. Captain America. Captain is, America. Man, he is, just what a player, man. Which makes me so happy, dude. What a player. It makes me so happy. He's Chelsea's best player. Don't at me. I won't at you. <laughs> I'll agree with you on that. No, but it's for real. I you can at me all you want. Like that's truth. Nah. He's definitely their best player. He's their best player, man. He's the best player. Oh, he I think scores I have, in both legs. I think I have something we can add to the underrated thing, though. Pulisic. Pulisic as well, but I was going to say probably Conte. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We said that in the last podcast. Yeah, so, he's probably... So, that's, so that's, that's, that's added to our list. That's on the record. That's on, that's the, on, list. on the record. On list. So we have, yeah. out of five, we have Benzema probably one, Conte two, Muller probably four, five. We got to complete this list. Yeah. If anyone out there thinks of some underrated players, let us know. Let us know. So let we, us know. So say it again. We got... We got uh, Benzema's number one. Yeah, I say I would. I would honestly probably say Conte number two, two, and then we could put Muller four. I won't put him five yet. I'd say I want to put him Modric four. three, Muller four, Pulisic just, five. You can't be underrated if you want a ball on Jordan. <laughs> yeah, but because <laughs> if anything, they were saying he was overrated when he won. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I like where your head's at though with that. But yeah, fair. But like you look at right. Right now, like he's still performing at that level. That's true, but he's not recognized for that's it. That's true. That's true. And and also before he won the Ballon d'Or, he was considered underrated too. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So oh silked him up. Really, this this tie is over yeah, as this well. Done. Captain America seals the deal for Chelsea. Juve Villa. And this is my favorite one because I. This is the only one I got right. I mean, I got I a few others right, but they were kind of obvious. This is the one that I kind of went out on a, on a limb for. I, didn't I said, Juventus-Villarreal. I think Juventus are going to get knocked out round of 16 because Villarreal were on top of them in the first leg. And Juventus were going to be missing Weston McKinney, who is like their engine. Like they were already getting outrun in the midfield, and now you're missing your one player who brings the most energy and work rate. And Villarreal just put them to work. Was this the game? So the order they're showing it, is this when they were playing at the same time? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Villarreal win 3-0. 3-0. And all three goals come in the last 12 minutes. Absolutely hate Villarreal. Uh... But what's interesting is, if you look at the stats here, Villarreal actually only had 41% possession. So I was thinking that, like, you know, they were going to get on top of them with their dominance of the ball. And they actually didn't have that. But 
they just stayed in it. They kept plugging away. They kept getting their chances. And they, you know, they get to the end of the game. Game's still even. And they put their chances away. You know who also had They get two penalties, which helps. But, you know, it is what it is. You know who also had more possession? United. We don't need to talk about that anymore. (laughs) All right. So, we've just reviewed... Leg two, round of 16. Yeah, round of 16. Overall, I said it. I think it was a good leg for sure. I mean, obviously, there are some games that are going to be blowouts, obviously. But, I mean, overall, I mean, I think you had – you definitely had some good fights, some good battles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Some good matchups, good matchups. I think this next round is going to be mad easy to predict. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I, I thought that, you know, we were about 50-50 on our predictions in the last round. Um I thought we made some good, solid predictions and then some ones that were questionable. Like the PSG one, for example. Man, I tried to say Real Madrid, dude. (laughs) You didn't let me. (laughs) Listen, PSG had it in the bag. All they had to do was finish the game. Just finish the game. You're 2-0 up with 30 minutes to play. Just manage the situation. They couldn't do it. But it's PSG. That's what they do. Okay, so we got our... I also also like how now they do it to where... Uh, they show it like the bracket. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go through it. Like, obviously, we'll do these ones first. Let's go through it like the bracket. Okay. So we can just really see how good we are at predicting this. So quarterfinals. Yeah. Over two legs. We'll say who we think goes through. Okay. Let me find this. Let me find this. We don't have bracket the full though. Thing. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay, so quarterfinal of the Champions League 2022. Here are our matchups, Evan. We got Benfica versus Liverpool. Wash them 3-0. On the left side of the bracket, we got Villarreal and Bayern Munich also on the left side of the bracket. 3-0, easy. Okay, bold. (laughs) On the right side of the bracket, we got Chelsea-Real Madrid. And then we got Man City and Atletico. I honestly, I agree with you. I think these are all fairly easy to predict. Except, well, I think on the left side of the bracket, it's going to be easy to predict. The, the right side, side is a little bit difficult. Liverpool versus Benfica. Liverpool. I don't. Liverpool think are going to get through. Like I could see it Inter. Being, Inter were a I more could, difficult matchup. I could for Liverpool. see it being a similar thing to the Inter, where it's like. Liverpool wins the first one, one two nil, and then the second leg, it's a little tighter. Yeah, but not a doubt in my mind that Liverpool doesn't go through on that unless like something happens. I say four one Liverpool on aggregate. I'm with you on that. Four one's good to me. Bayern versus Villarreal, brother. Seven nil aggregate. (laughs) I say Bayern are going to put up nine, man. They could put up nine. I'm not mad about that. The worst part about that, they knocked us out in the in the Europa League last year in the final. (laughs) They won it. <laughs> Some of the best pins I've ever seen in my life. Bayern are not going to let it get to that yeah, point. Bayern got that in the bag. Nine, nine nil. We're talking about Bayern and Liverpool in the semifinals of the Champions League. On the right side of the bracket, we have Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, Real Madrid. Sorry, that's a tough one. Chelsea. I think Chelsea too. Chelsea. I think Chelsea too. Real Madrid, like I think Chelsea. they relied on their experience. And and they're just resolve as like 
a a a winning team. Like they still have so many players that have won the Champions League four times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like they have so many players that have won it. So they they relied on that to get through PSG. But Chelsea are just a better team, I, more organized. Yeah. I'm gonna. I want to say Chelsea like one oh two one. I almost. Wanna it's say, gonna be close. I almost want to say pins. It's gonna be because looking at that one, I could see that go either way. I could say I could see like a two one or three two Chelsea. I think Chelsea are gonna get through. I think Chelsea go through, but obviously, I mean, you can't say surprise if Real Madrid goes through. But I mean, that's one. I think that's literally a coin toss. It's not gonna be a surprise if Real Madrid get through, but I think Chelsea have the better squad. I think they have the better manager. I think that they have just. I don't know if Chelsea has the. The better squad. I would agree with you that in terms of right now, I do think they have the better manager. I don't. I think that matchup is extremely close. It's very close. I that's that's going to be. That's going to be very close. But also, good... Man City Atletico is going to be close. I don't think so. Like Atletico can just they just they're just in it. They're just an antagonist, man. But like, the thing, but the thing about that is like with Atletico and the pressing. Very, they probably press the best in the world. Yeah, they run the most in the world. So the previous teams they've played against, we can't play out of a press that well. Man City, they can press Man City. They can, but they've also got to break Atletico down in their own half too. They have the players to do it. They do, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the day. Can they do it on the day? I think so. I think that'll be like a three zero. 2 0 or 3 0. I think I Man City are going to get through. I don't see City getting scored on, and I could see him winning like 2 0 and then 1 0 if Atletico pushes or something like that. I'm going to say 3 1 City, but one of those legs is going to be a draw. Not mad at that. I mean, I could see the first leg being a draw. I think first leg is going to be a draw, and then City get through in the second leg. I think, and, and so right there, we're talking about three English clubs in the semifinals you with know what Bayern. I want to happen? I want Liverpool to get out. I want City to get out. Chelsea could care less. <laughs> They're going through enough as it is right now. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're right on that. So then we got, on the left side, we got Liverpool versus Bayern. Bayern. And then Chelsea versus Man City. Those are our predictions, guys. This was episode 29 of the Footy Pod. Um, yeah. That's all we got. Yeah. That's all we got. Thanks for tuning in, guys. So let's tell them, I guess, where are we watching the, the highlights from? Uh, we're on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+. Plus. So, hey, <laughs> if you're listening in and you do want to try and follow along, you can kind of match up what we're talking about. We've kind of given you the timestamps of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, just literally go watch the highlights and you should know what kind of situations we're talking if you about. haven't watched the games already yeah. but Thanks. youtube doesn't YouTube. like us anymore because also you can find the highlights on youtube and those stay up but for some reason ours can't stay up so i don't know we ain't on it like that but hey we still have fun with it we do, and yeah. uh hopefully you guys had fun with it so we're gonna go ahead and post this hopefully this week if i have time i'm gonna do my best to get it up yeah, we'll get it up but Next week, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming and bring you some inspirational content. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, have a guest on. So, stay tuned. Give us a like, subscribe, and a review if you don't mind. Thank you very much. Until next time. Until next time. Peace. Deuces.